everyone. Welcome to the second episode of So No One Told You. This is Harem. And this is Melissa. And on our podcast, So No One Told You, we talk about things in life that we didn't expect before we became an adult. Or not really. <laughs> I'm, I'm not an adult. But, you know, things、yeah. that really didn't match the. The imagination we had of them or the expectations. So, today's episode will talk about a big part of adulting, which is job search and just getting internships and looking for jobs in general, internships, summer, like all that fun stuff after college. Just. Getting a job, what having a job would be like, what we thought our futures and careers would be like.、Uh, so let's begin. I want to know what did you want to be when you grow up, when you were like young? What was your dream job? I think it changed every now and then. I remember wanting to go into music at one point in my life. I think it was、Ooh. when I was in first grade or second grade. I became heavily involved with playing the piano.、Um, I was taking lessons, I was going to competitions. And so I, I told myself I'll become a pianist. Pianist? Yeah. yeah. But I got sick of it, as, as I always do with all the things in my life. You know, I'm, <laughs> I feel like I would be passionate about one thing and then I kind of lose interest the next day. So, yeah, that kind of became a thing where I become super passionate about something and I just don't want to do it anymore. So, that was me with my piano passion. And after that, I think I went to NASA when I visited the US for the first time. And、Ooh. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, this is so cool. I get to build robots, not robots,、um, rockets and stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, I wanted to be an astronaut for the longest time, but I didn't really go into space because it just scared me. So, I told my family that I would become a designer who, who makes those rockets. So, Ooh, yeah, that was another thing. And then my dreams became more realistic as I grew older. You could have worked for NASA. That, that's realistic. Yeah, I mean, even before I went, went to BU,、um, I, I told myself I might want to major in astronomy just in case, you know, life has something for me in, in you know, out of the world, literally. Like, what if.、Yeah. What if my, <laughs> my future is supposed to be in space? And yeah, I, I thought that and I took astronomy classes. I was very interested in it, but it became harder and harder as I was taking more advanced classes in astronomy. So I kind、yeah. of gave up. And I always liked Oprah. <laughs> and. <laughs> I thought you said Oprah or opera? Oprah. Oprah. Like Oprah Winfrey. Yeah, why? 
<laughs> not opera. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so um, that was kind of always in the back of my mind. You know, if anything Wait, goes wrong. Wait, what does wrong, Oprah have to do with this? <laughs> I just liked her. And I wanted to be like her. Oh. Okay. Moving on from space. Yeah, moving on from space. I mean, it's kind of related if you think about it. You know, she <laughs> she she thinks like no other. So, I think okay. she's she's from another universe. Gotcha. I don't know. Let's gotcha. let's just put it that way. Okay, I wasn't and, following you there. And so, yeah, I wanted to became wanted to become a talk show host or. Um, you know, a newscaster. I wanted to be in front of camera. And I think right now I'm doing something kind of similar. You know, I'm I'm following that path of becoming someone who talks a lot in front of a lot of people. Um, even though I'm not showing my face on this podcast or the radio yeah. that we have together, I think it's still close enough. And yeah, I'm still following that dream of Becoming someone influential who shares my stories and talks to a, a very big audience that is the world. So that's that's my dream. Oh, I like how it evolved. And yeah, like being a journalist and following the, the path that you are right now is related. I see mm. the evolution. When I was a kid... I remember in preschool, my teacher asked me what I wanted to be, and I said doctor, but I didn't want to be a doctor. I just said it because I knew, like, even at that age, my parents were like, you could be a doctor. <laughs> so that's, like, written in my notebook or something in preschool. Like, Melissa says she wants to be a doctor. <laughs> that's not true. Um, then I kind of thought, oh, maybe I could be a vet, but I really, like, am not good with Anything medical, like blood surgery, looking at wounds, anything. So, like, that's out of the picture. And then I really always like to draw. So in second grade, I like to draw. And then my friend really liked to write. And my teacher was like, you guys should write a book. Like, you could do it. You could be the illustrator and he'll be the writer. And so I guess in our free time, like, I don't know when, because, like, we had class but like recess or whatever, he wrote a story and then I drew the pictures to it and I kept it for so long. I don't know where it is, but like it was our little book and it was about um, like a world where these animals could fly or something. Mm. So I drew, I drew the flying animals, like a whole zoo of like flying animals. And yeah, then like, I think all when I was younger, I, I thought like, oh, I want to be an illustrator for like children's books because I can't draw too advanced but that would be something cute and I like telling stories through illustrations but then yeah I guess it kind of got more realistic and my passions kind of changed because I started drawing less and doing more things like just writing I guess in school and like math and I was pretty like much good at everything so I didn't know what I wanted to be at all couldn't think like I really didn't know I was like, oh, I could go into math or science or anything. But then high school came, and I wasn't doing too well in science, but I took environmental science. 
and I like that a lot and I care about the environment. So I was like, oh, I'll go into environmental science. And then my parents were like, you should do be a lawyer. So I was like, okay, I'll go into environmental law because that'll be fine. So that was something. And then I took AP computer science and I was like, ooh, I like computer science. Maybe I'll do that. And then my dad, who is an engineer and like is in that field, was like, you don't want to do that. Like, it's actually not that fun. Like, you think it's going to be fun, and it's not fun, and you don't want that. And I was like, okay, so I won't. <laughs> so it was it was that or communications, because I was like, I like TV, and I like entertainment, and maybe I'll go somewhere into that. I don't know what it means, but I'll do communications. Maybe communicate, like, entertainment, law. Something <laughs> with law at the end, just so it's good. So... Going to college, it was either going to be environmental science or communications. Those were the two paths. And then I got into BU, so it was communications. And I like it, and I'm probably dropping the law part because I can't <laughs> handle any more school. <laughs> like, it's too much. I literally can't read anymore, and, like, being a um, lawyer is so much reading. Yeah. I can't do it. So, yeah, I'm going into advertising, and I like it. After taking classes, <laughs> I found out. I like the advertising industry, even though I've literally done projects in school about how I'm like, subliminal messaging in advertising is corrupt and awful and <laughs> capitalism's gross. <laughs> so, yeah, but I'm, I'm going to go into probably copywriting. I always thought I would be in art direction in advertising, but I, I can't do that. So we're going to go into writing because <laughs> I can write stuff. So that's the path. Yeah, you really, you really can. And that's so relatable. You know how when, when we were younger, a lot of our classmates, at least my classmates said they wanted to become doctors or lawyers because yeah. of this. That's just how Asian parents are like. <laughs> and like, they don't necessarily have to tell you to become a doctor. But living with them, you kind of know that it will make them happy if mm -hmm. you become a doctor or a lawyer. So that's very relatable. I, I remember that kind <laughs> of phase. But yeah, if you didn't have that phase in your childhood, like... Yeah. What childhood did you have, you know? Exactly. <laughs> you need to um, at least say it, that I'm going to be a doctor. <laughs> right. But I mean... At least you're doing something related to what you were passionate about as a kid. You know, you were interested in illustrator, illustration, and now you're doing something creative as well. That kind of works with the, um, the artistic side of advertising. So, yeah, I'm happy for you and where this is taking you, where this whole journey of a light lifetime is taking you so thank you yeah so yeah. those were kind of our expectations and our childhood and now that we're in college so mo both melissa and i are juniors and we're gonna be graduating next semester in the fall of 2021 and we really don't want to think about what's after college you know like i don't think anyone ever talks about life after college before you actually get into college and yeah. i've yeah i i've always wondered why that is you know I, I think it's important for us to be prepared and that's what 
parents always tell us, you know, you have to be prepared for everything in life, but they don't necessarily talk about how to get jobs and how to do the job search, how to get internships and how to spend your summer during college. So I think that was really frustrating for me to kind of navigate. And I think it is for a lot of our other friends and a lot of the people in our school. So kind of wanted to switch gears and talk about what we're going to be doing this summer and oh my gosh. after graduation, which seems really far, but it really isn't. Yeah, time is flying by so quickly. Like, I still remember freshman year of college, sophomore year of college, and yet, like, sophomore year was halfway less like more than halfway through because we're graduating a semester early like that's crazy yeah that i i don't feel ready time has flown so by so quickly and i always thought oh like life after college will be in the distant future mm-hmm. i don't have to think about getting a job applying i don't know what that's like i'm not ready and we have to be ready now because it's happening so soon and yeah i don't even know what to expect because Coming into college, all I thought was, like, college is supposed to prepare you for life. College is the middle ground. Yeah. College is the middle ground, like, after high school, you go to college, and this is the experimenting time. This is the preparation time. But it's so short. I feel like I haven't learned anything yet. Like, I haven't prepared enough yet to go into the real world. Yeah, so I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't feel ready at all that like oh we're we're supposed to be done experimenting and preparing and like not really like we don't have to be we're supposed to have a better idea but I don't think I have a better idea of what to do yeah there was a a meme that I saw the other day which I think I have talked about somewhere with Melissa but it was a, a meme of this lady who's having a breakdown. I think it's from another um, context. But the the <laughs> caption says, me discovering that you don't automatically get a good job after graduating from college. And it was the, the most relatable thing ever. Because yeah. going into college, you know, if you get into a decent college, I think BU is a pretty good school and people mm-hmm. um, speak highly of it. And I thought my life was complete then and there. (laughs) And we don't automatically get good jobs just because we graduated from decent universities. Yeah. And just because you get into a good university. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you're in high school, like getting into a good college is like the peak. You get in, you're like, I've made it. This is it. (laughs) But it's not. And you have to like keep that. keep up that momentum which is really tough yeah and some people really do it and they really take advantage of going to a prestigious college or any high into higher um, education and they get good internships they build good connections and they get a good job after college yeah it's very few people. It's, yeah, it's like, very few people. Which is crazy. Because you can look at them and say, like, oh, these people did it. Like, all these people. And you you have friends that are doing it. And you're like, oh, these there's so many of them. 
but there's thousands of people at your university. That is very true. That's a good point. And I kind of, you know, have my excuse for not having a good internship or or not having it yet because of COVID and, you know, the, the lost half of our college experience because of COVID. And I like to kind of blame it on that. But even during this time, there are people who are launching some really great internships or projects. And it's very discouraging. And that's the reason why I hate going on LinkedIn, but I kind of have to because I I have to get a job and I have to see what other people are doing in order to stay motivated. So it's a really toxic environment, I think, to be on LinkedIn. (laughs) Oh, it really is. LinkedIn's the worst, and that's what they don't tell you about. One, you don't hear about LinkedIn in high school, at least I didn't, didn't know it existed until college. Then I'm like, you gotta make one. I'm like, no one's making it. Who's making it? Turns out everyone's making one. You need to have one. And then you use it and you're like, oh, it's kind of fun. And then it's not. And then you see everyone is just posting these amazing jobs. I'm just sitting there looking at LinkedIn with an empty profile. And it's so awful. But at the same time, you need to use it so you can reach out to these people to make connections or like talk to recruiters and struggle. And going back to my dream of becoming an astronaut or becoming a rocket designer, last week, one of my good journalism friends who started the college, the, my college experience with launched an internship at NASA. And it kind mm. of took me back to my childhood when I thought and believed in myself so much that <laughs> I saw myself working there in the future. And I kind of kind of lost that dream on my way um, to going into college. And when I saw her her post about her getting a job there or an internship there, it really shook me. It really like like physically I yeah. was shocked, <laughs> and mentally I was even more. Um, I don't really know how to describe that feeling. It's like I'm happy for her and I'm proud of her and I was surprised to see that someone's actually living the dream that I had but at the same time I was mad at myself for letting the dream go and you know I was mad at the reality or the excuses that I had where I told myself I can't be that anymore yeah I think that's very relatable too. Like so many times I find myself thinking about like where did the dream go? Where did, where did the passion go? Which is crazy because we're so young. Like what dream, you know? I'm not like Bill Gates, you know, I didn't ever have like that big huge world-changing dream, but there were goals and there were dreams that like seemed too big when we were younger. So you give it up, but like it's possible. And some people, and seeing people that we know do it makes it mm-hmm. feel worse because you're like, oh, they're literally my age, they're the same person I grew up with them, whatever, I know them. And it feels bad, but, uh, and it feels bad to say like, oh, 
like it's fine you know not everyone in the world can do it or like you know give yourself a break feels bad to say that but you have to you got to give yourself a break because like there's no point in being sad about it and you like live your own life but it feels bad and I know what you mean (laughs) (laughs) and it's strange because I used to be the one telling all, all my friends to dream big I have this saying framed on my wall that says you have to dream big so even though the dream is shattered the pieces will be bigger than others oh yeah it's in korean and i just had to translate in my head but (laughs) you kind of get where i'm going with this right like i i used to tell that to all my friends and now i i I don't even know if my dream is big enough i feel like if if it gets shattered there will be nothing no (laughs) (laughs) no Uh, your dream is big enough don't um, think about it like that your dream doesn't have to be huge and life-changing it just has to be important to you that's what makes it big i think i used to (laughs) used to live (laughs) to work and now i'm working to live yeah (laughs) but isn't that everyone (laughs) But yeah, yeah. Things change. They really do. Also, yeah, I didn't. I, I guess this is kind of off topic, but people always talk about how hard our generation has it because we're like the first generation that's grown up fully with the internet in our lives. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine life differently. But I think about it a lot now that like people have pointed it out, like oh, we're we have a tough time in our generation. Because we so can so easily compare ourselves to other people. Yeah. Where, like, other generations just didn't. And so, like, yeah, they struggled. And it was tough to have access to certain things. But we have too much access. And it makes it really worse. and puts the pressure on ourselves. And we all have all these, like, mental issues. And we stress ourselves out. Because we can just look like LinkedIn exists now and we can just look at each other and see what everyone else is doing and compare ourselves and feel like we're not working hard enough when there shouldn't be that standard. It should just be like word of mouth. It should be like, oh, I heard my friends doing this or whatever. My parents say I need to work harder, but like, I don't care, you know? But now we can like kind of see it. (laughs) So we feel like we aren't, like it's true. We're not working hard enough or we're not dreaming hard enough and our goals aren't big enough but I don't think it's true even though like it always feels that way (laughs) and imposter syndrome is like awful and (laughs) it's so present and it's bad but I I, like try to stay positive be like no we're doing fine even though (laughs) like a couple weeks ago I was I started crying in front of my mom because I was telling her like I can't picture myself like I basically was telling her like I can't dream big I don't have the big dream Mm -hmm. of like living on my own being self-sufficient and like living a life like I couldn't see it and there's so many people I know who like can imagine themselves oh having a job and working and you know taking care of themselves and I couldn't see it for myself 
and I was like, I was breaking down. I was like, why? Why can't I see it? Like, I'm letting myself down. Why can't I dream big? And she was like, calm down. No one's asking you to do, like, do this. Like, you're, you're, there. you're getting there. Don't worry. There's no need to, like, freak out, you know? Mm. Like, you'll get there, and, like, parents are supposed to help you. You don't need to just, like, live on your own and do it all on your own like you don't have to you have friends you have family you have a support system but I was telling her like but like I can't do it like on my own why why can't I do it on my own and she was like whoa so moral of the story I think we're putting too much pressure on ourselves (laughs) oh my god Melissa that's yeah so relatable to the next level but you were on your own when you were at college Think about the two years that you were at BU, living on your own, cooking for yourself. Not really, but, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. being self-sufficient. <laughs> yeah, more self-sufficient than before. Exactly. And everyone's on the right track. You're on the right track. I'm on the right track. And we're all becoming adults. It's just exactly. adulting is hard. When, when adults actually say that, they really mean it. They mean it. It's really hard. And I think it's important to know that everyone thinks like you. And I do have those breakdowns with my family. I don't, I normally don't cry in front of my family or anyone really. But yeah, I have those moments too. And I understand that. And we're in this together. Yeah, we are. The other day, I, like, cooked lunch and dinner for myself and my brother, Mm -hmm. and I took care of the cats because my parents weren't home. They had to go help my other brother move. So I did it all on my own, and I felt proud. I was like, ooh, I can cook. I found recipes. I did it. I can take care of myself. (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah, that felt good. I was like, I can do stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Getting there. It's little steps, yeah. Yeah, and it's the little stuff that really is helping you become an adult and once you do do those little things you're you know you're becoming the adult that the world needs it's just taking step by step and you don't just become an adult like the next day just because you've done certain things the day before it takes time and a lot of effort and I don't think anyone's ever the grown person that they imagined they would be until like they're 80 or until after they die yeah Yeah. I'm trying to (laughs) trying to take in our conversation yeah Uh, yeah because I talked to my mom and my dad and I asked them like, how old do you feel on the inside? And they feel, like, like 30s. Like, they still feel mm. young or, like, 20s, yeah. 30s. Yeah. And that, I think that's everyone. Like, I, I don't feel my age because, like, what does that mean? But, yeah. So going back, though, to the original thing about, like, going to BU doesn't guarantee you a job. It's funny because we're in that, uh, we have a class together, the film and TV class, which is, like, a lecture series where people from 
the film industry, entertainment industry, just talk about their experiences and their life, and there's a Q&A session. And a lot of speakers were saying things like they got their first job a couple months after they graduated, which, like, was eye-opening to me because I figured, you know, it would take a while to get your job, but Mm -hmm. it, like, was really opening my eyes. Like, so many people will get their jobs later because it's it's just hard to find a job big or small after college and I guess we're gonna have to prepare ourselves for those like couple weeks to couple months of job hunting you know and just feeling like we're a little lost but it's normal and yeah that like I had to think about that like oh that's like a, a good amount of time where you're just gonna be sitting there thinking like Am I doing this right? But it looks right from everyone that we're hearing from. Yeah, and what's interesting is that none of the speakers that came to talk to us in that lecture actually sticked with the first job that they had. So that's something to to think about as well. The first job that you get after college doesn't really impact your life in the long run. And it's good to experiment with other things that you wouldn't think you'd be a good fit for. Oh, that was so interesting. I kept thinking about how those speakers, like, and just people I've talked to in general, like, their first job really does, or, like, first couple jobs impacted how their careers went. And, like, it was never the way that they thought they would end up. And some of them, like, gave up on their original goal just because they they were happier with what they are doing now. Or they, like, put that ultimate goal in, like, the back burner. And now that they're successful or secure, they're, like, working towards it again. And I thought that was interesting because, like, I always figure, like, from my parents, it was, like, they go they went into, like, computer science and they just stayed in that field the whole time. And it was, like, the same job for, like... 30 years or like you know 20 years whatever but so many people these days are not doing that and they're getting these small jobs which affect like it it really helps them think like oh this is what I like or what I don't like and each job informs the next one and I really I like that like I like knowing that it's going to be a journey it's going to change and things aren't always going to be what you you wanted them to be and it's going to be fun it's going to be fine (laughs) yeah all right it's time for us to kind of wrap up our conversation. Do you have any last comments or thoughts? Not really. I'm like just just thinking. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know, we're um, recording this podcast where it's eleven thirty ish at night for me, and I'm really in my thoughts right now. I guess. <laughs> so I'll be going to sleep with like all these thoughts about careers swimming in my head but I feel comforted you know I feel like it's not what I expected but nothing ever is and I guess that's the point all right time for our stories of the week (laughs) yes let's see do we have a story related to job hunting or anything my story doesn't really have anything to do with job hunting but It kind of relates to one of our previous conversations on our podcast. So I think it was sometime last year, uh, maybe our our food episode where we talked about 
strange, or we thought it would be a strange combination of food, but then we ended up liking it. So if anyone's interested in hearing that again, please check out our episode from um, last season. But yeah, it's called Taste Like Chicken. There we go. <laughs> but in that episode, I remember talking about my new obsession for crawfle, which is a combination yes. of croissant and waffles. And it's basically, you get these croissant dough and you put it in a waffle maker so it becomes a waffle-shaped croissant. And I eat that for breakfast and I got a bunch of uh, doughs in, in my freezer and I would cook them each morning. And last week, I kind of wanted to share this um, on this episode because it was very recent. Last week, I was eating that as usual, and it was one of the last doughs that I had left in my freezer. So I said to myself, I'll just make them all together and share them with my family. So I made those cruffles. I made four of them, and I ate two of them. No, actually, I didn't eat them until the next day. But I made them, shared them with my family, and the next day, I ate it for breakfast as usual. Mm-hmm. And then I got food poisoning from <gasps> eating the cruffle. So, Wait, oh my god. <laughs> so I kind of wanted to come back and say, be careful what you're eating and don't eat too much cruffle. Like I, I think I was very passionate about it last time, and I kind of was an advocate for cruffles but now i don't think i can eat any more of those because i'm traumatized from the cruffle oh Oh my god yeah i knew about the food poisoning i just i was not putting two and two together for this story oh my gosh yeah was it is it because the dough was old like because you talking about the cruffles like a year ago like well not a year ago yeah well, almost a year ago, and yeah, you're right, um, the dough was old, and it was expired, and I didn't really take that into consideration, because it was in the freezer, but apparently, if it's not cooked, and you keep it in the freezer for too long, it gets bad as well. Wow. Yeah. That's a good lesson, now we know. And Freezers can't save And anything. my family who had those cruffles before me didn't have any problem. So I think it it just, I was just the unlucky one. Oh, oh, that's so sad. Yeah, now, now, you know. Yeah, and again, going back to kind of our conversation about being an adult and adulting in general is hard. (laughs) Yep, and sharing cruffles is is tough yep Aww. okay let me think i guess my story of the week will be that i guess similar on in the food lane i have been trying to make these accordion potatoes that i found on tiktok which you've said you've tried in your childhood before and you've had them a lot but yeah so i've been making them a lot recently trying to perfect the recipe I did it the first time and I followed this specific recipe that said to boil the potatoes first and then put them in the oven but after I boiled them they fell apart and the accordion effect did not really work out at all and I was 
disappointed, but they tasted great. Then this time I didn't boil them and I just put them in the oven, but I didn't bake them for as long as I should have. So they didn't end up being crispy like I wanted them to be. They were just kind of like a baked potato, but it was baked enough that I could like stretch it and get the accordion effect. But I'm going to try one more time and we're going to get it right where it's crispy on the outside and soft on the inside and it has the accordion look and it's cool and delicious. So that's my journey right now. I love that you never give up until you get it right. That's a good work ethic. I think you should put that on your LinkedIn bio. I failed so many accordion potatoes, but I will I will keep working on it until I get it right. Yeah. Oh, that's like the perfect um, conversation starter. People on LinkedIn will be like, ah, what's an accordion potato? Exactly. Yeah. I'll be like, why do you keep trying to make them? And I'll be like, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you wrapped it all together. I'll, I'll put it on LinkedIn. Do it. Yeah. But, all right. That is the end of our episode. Hope you enjoyed us talking about how no one told us about the job hunt and internships and life in college and all that good stuff. We hope you join us next week where we talk about the expectations that we had of our adulthood that we didn't expect. Thanks for joining us and see you next week. week.